What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology. We're back. This is 1 John. We are reading chapter 2, 15 through 17. So let's get it. If you haven't read it, go ahead, open your Bible, stop the tape, go and check it out, see what it has to say, come back, and we'll discuss it, man. We do the four questions around here. We ask, what's it actually saying? What's John writing about? What's he saying to the people? Second, we try and see what's it say about God. And third, we go to what's it say about man? whether it be a Christian, non-Christian, or all mankind. And then finally, we talk about how can we apply these truths to our lives. So without further ado, let's go into it. What's it saying about God? Well, actually, I'm sorry. What is it actually saying? That's the first question. Sorry, guys. The first question, what is it saying? Well, it's saying don't, don't love the world and the things of the world. Why? It's because the things of the world are not the things of God. And so if you love the things of the world, then you you don't love God because uh, the things of the world are not of God. The question, though, I think that we have to figure out is what's 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 he mean by things of the world? Because didn't God create the world? And then didn't it say that God so loved the world? Well, I think the idea of the world is really not the um, the people in it. Because that's what it means when he says world, when he says God so loved the world. And it also doesn't mean like, <clears throat> excuse me, the mountains and, and the, the seas and the, the birds and the trees and stuff like that. What it's talking about in the world is is its systems, its structures. It's talking about uh, the way in which people live in this world, the ideas, the the uh, all of those things is what it's talking about when it's speaking about the world. It's, it's because all of those things have been corrupted by sin. All of those things have been uh, corrupted since the fall of man. And those things are not of God. And then he explains it when he says it in verse 16. It says, because all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastfulness of life. And those things are not from the Father. They're from the world. That's, that's that's that sin nature that is corrupting us. That's what that's from. And he says also the world is passing away. The world and its lust is passing away. He says, but the one who does the will of the Father remains forever. So what is this saying about God? Well, first off, God is eternal, forever, and he is secure he is eternal and a firm foundation it says because the one who does the will of the father remains forever the only way uh, you can remain forever is if god continues to sustain you because he's the only reason that we're here anyway he holds all things together and so because of that if we do his will will we recognize that he remains forever and he is secure he does what he says he's going to do but also that other things fade. The the uh, way of the world is going to fade. It's going to disappear. So all those things that we think are so precious, so awesome, so great, they're not going to be here anymore. They're going to be gone. What does it say about man? Well, I think it's saying that we are attracted to fleeting things. 
John would not be writing this if he didn't think there was some kind of thing in our heart that draws us to the world. I think in some ways, since we are, we got to remember that he is talking about these people is that some things in this world seem so good. Some ideas that, that come about seem so good, so flattering. He's like, don't turn to those things. That may be cool for a time, but those things are going to fade. He's like, don't, don't rest your life in those things because those things are not from God. Rest your life in the eternal security of the one who saved you, of the one who has forgiven you of your sin. From the one who has caused you to have victory over the evil one. The one that you know. The one that shines light into darkness. That's where we as man should be placing our lives. But uh, how do we apply these things to our lives? How do we understand that God is secure and that we have a problem with going after things that are less secure? Well, I think that uh, we ruminate on his word. We sit and marinate in the scriptures so that we can know him. And when we know him, then we can walk in his light and act as he acts. And we begin to do the will of the father because we know what his will is. We start to have a heart for his will as he changes our hearts. See, we look to the desires of God and then we walk in them. And so a real practical application that we have right now is continue to walk through John with me. As we study through John, we begin to know him more. And as we begin to know him more, we love him more. As we begin to love him more, man, we begin to do the things he's called us to do because we recognize his goodness, like sharing the scriptures with others, sharing his love with others, loving the brethren. When we love the brethren, we're not sinning. And you know why this is? It's because the, the loving the brethren causes a person not to want to hurt them, not to want to do them harm. And that harm is either physical, mental, spiritual. And, and that is, that's, that's basically the life that we live. And so, man, love your neighbor, find out what the desires of God are, and then walk them out. And I'm going to walk them out with you, man. So I thank you guys for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back. Continue on through John. I'll see you in the next episode.